Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology, the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. What news do we have to start our week today, Sean? Today we'll discuss a big Medicare win for a CGM maker, a new launch in the VR surgical training space, more surgical robotics news with an interesting knee replacement collaboration, some portfolio unveilings from Smith & Nephew, and a new heart monitor from Canary Medical that's making waves. What's the first news story that we should know? Sensionics picked up expanded Medicare coverage for its long-term implantable CGM. Last year, we saw Medicare expansions for different types of CGM, so now Sensionics gets a big boost on the reimbursement front. What does this new coverage allow for? So Medicare implemented local coverage determinations, providing access to implantable CGM for basal-only patients, significantly expanding access to the company's long-term implantable glucose monitor, the Eversense E3. The expansion for implantable CGMs includes all people with diabetes using insulin, so it removes the previous requirement for multiple insulin administrations per day, and it also covers non-insulin users with a history of problematic hypoglycemia. So can you tell us a little bit about what Eversense is and what it does? Yeah, so Eversense E3 is Sensionics' newest generation sensor. It's an implantable long-term CGM, as I mentioned, with a lifespan of about six months, 180 days. The company's actually looking to extend that to a year, too, so that's an area to watch. I don't know if that would impact the Medicare process, but basically the current version requires two sensor insertion and removal procedures per year. It's an accurate device with a mean absolute relative difference from MARD, which is an accuracy metric of 8.5%. It's got predictive on-body alerts to never miss a critical event. It's a a well-rounded device for sure. What do executives see for the future of this device? Well, Rudy Toms, the VP and CGM of Commercial US at Ascensia Diabetes Care, the exclusive global distributor of Sensionics CGM, said that ever since E3 is a unique technology and optionality is key in diabetes care, where what works for one person doesn't always work for all. So the company believes it's important that people with diabetes have the same access to the benefits of a fully implantable long-term CGM as they do to traditional CGMs like Dexcoms and Abbott's, which, as I mentioned, earned Medicare expansion last year. What's the next news story that we have? Also VR launched a controller-free option for its surgical training virtual reality technology. VR-based surgical training is really cool. Uh, it's a blossoming space. I've had the fortune of trying out another company's technology. I won't go too deep into that, but it's a very exciting update for, for Also VR and, and definitely an area that's expanding. What is the hand control device that it is launching and what does it do? So the hand control controller free feature uses cameras in the headset to track users' hand and figure movements within virtual reality. And it leverages Meta's latest hand tracking APIs and hand control supports all standard controller interactions. Users can choose between hand-free gestures and traditional controllers as well. The way CEO Justin Barad described it was to think of hand control as an extra tool in the toolbox that helps surgeons learn and train with maximum realism and impact. How does it differ from standard controls? Well, also VR says that it's an intuitive alternative to standard controls, particularly advantageous in situations where enhanced dexterity is required. So users can pick things up, manipulate things, drop objects, pass items hand to hand, activate tools, press buttons, turn knobs, teleport 
snap turning, all without the need for traditional controllers. So seemingly a, a huge upgrade on, on standard controls. And now we have some surgical robotics news. Yeah, Think Surgical and Link have collaborated on surgical robotics in total knee replacement technology. So this is just another example of incorporating data and implants further into med tech. And it looks like a cool application for this surgical robotics technology. What is the goal of this collaboration? So Think Surgical is going to add the Link Symphony system to its ID Hub, which is the proprietary data bank of implant modules for use with Think Surgical's T-Mini handheld miniature surgical robotic system. So basically, this collaboration wants to support implants from multiple manufacturers. So in this case, adding Link's implants to its ID Hub database and further enhancing the options that are available to surgeons who are using the T-Mini robot. Can you tell us more about that T-Mini? Yeah, so it received FDA clearance in May of last year. It features a wireless robotic handpiece that assists surgeons in performing total knee replacements. So basically following a CT-based three-dimensional surgical plan, the robotic handpiece will automatically compensate for the surgeon's hand movement to locate bone pins along precisely defined planes. And then there's cutting guides involved that connect the bone pins for accurate bone resection. What are executives saying? Well, Stuart Simpson, the Think Surgical president and CEO, said the collaboration enables more choice for customers and patients. Definitely a trend I think we see a lot in med tech and even going back as recent as talking about those CGMs, customers want choices. So, And then Peter Willenborg, the Link CEO, said the handheld technology represents the next evolutionary leap in robotic surgery. The partnership underscores the commitment to offering the most innovative solutions to the market. The integration of these technologies further enhances patient care, he said. What's the next news story that we have? Smith & Nephew unveiled its expanded sports medicine portfolio. The company is especially excited, it seems, about the technology that it acquired from Cardiheal last year. What is in the expanded portfolio? So within that sports medicine portfolio, Smith & Nephew plans to premiere at AAOS, the orthopedic conference this week, its newly acquired Cardiheal Agilis C cartilage repair implant. This is an interesting story actually going back to last year. BioVentus had a deal in place to acquire CardiHeal and that technology last summer. But when that fell through, Smith & Nephew was able to execute a $180 million buyout with a potential $150 million to add on in November. And in addition to that technology, the company plans to unveil its Regenitin bioinductive implant. So can you tell us more about what each of those technologies are? Yeah, CardiHeal's Agilisy implant is an accessible treatment for osteochondral lesions, and it doesn't require donor tissue. So the way Smith & Nephew describes it, it treats a broad patient population, including traumatic and osteoarthritic cases, in addition to those receiving standard cartilage repair. So it's been commercially available in the U.S. for a couple of years, having received pre-market approval from the FDA in 2022. And then there's Regenitin, which we've talked about on this podcast before. It's a patient-centric treatment that supports the body's natural healing process and It's a collagen-based implant that could sort of change the course of tear progression, aid the return to normal activity, and reduce re-tears compared to conventional surgery. So we've discussed it in use of rotator cuff repair before, and the company is actually reporting similar potential for Achilles repair. So they're really excited about that technology. And what's the final news story that we have? Canary Medical has a first-in-human implant for its heart sound monitor. Canary Medical is a really exciting company that as previously combined, its technology was in its knee implants. So this move into the cardiac space is certainly an, an interesting one to watch. So what is Canary developing here? 
So it's developing a cardiac auscultation monitoring device as a first-in-class implantable sensor that provides daily adjunctive objective cardiac parameter measurements. Basically, the company believes that it could enable patients and clinicians to better manage congestive heart failure symptoms. Has it had any successes so far? Well, the company conducted a feasibility trial in Paraguay. It's the first successful human implantation of a cardiac auscultation sensor device, according to Canary. So it designed this first in human trial to ascertain the sensitivity, specificity, and final design specifications for the device's microphone system and successfully completed implants in two subjects, demonstrating visible mitral regurgitation sound signals from the sensor compared to normal acoustic heart signals. What else does Canary Medical do? Well, the company's already established a presence in the orthopedic implant space, as I alluded to earlier. It wants to make what it calls smart implants the next big thing, so that they're able to incorporate data into implants and sensors and, and sort of potentially change the way we observe you know, how the body works, basically. So it develops the proprietary implantable Canturio TE tibial extension sensor technology. That's where it partnered with Zimmer Biomet on the Persona IQ smart knee implant. It collects activity measures and gait parameters for at least 10 years and pools parameters across the patient population to establish recovery curves that provide population data for activity levels and knee kinematics. So it's a really interesting technology and certainly interesting to see Canary bring it to other areas of the body. And I should also note that CEO Dr. Bill Hunter will be a speaker at our Device Talks Boston event on May 1st and 2nd. So if you're interested in hearing more from the source, the founder himself, I can't recommend that enough. And that was the final news story that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all this news today. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.